I'm not. You know, I'm not in this for the money. I'm in this for the love of the sport, the love of the product and the podcast. I'm a hundred percent in this for the money. If you, my paychecks start coming start coming through soon, I'll be fucking gone. You're not putting in enough work. You literally started off the show with, "Oh, I didn't do as much work as I expected to on this podcast." Yeah, man. As do I said, I've had I've had, I've had things going on. Yeah, man. Hello and welcome to F2 for You, the show about second tier race car drivers, hosted by second tier sports analysts. I am your host, Jashan, coming at you live. A little bit tired, a little bit groggy, but keen to get stuck into this. And I am joined by my good friend and co-host Matt. Matt, the Matradamus. How are you, sir? Uh, what tier of driver is Andrea Kimi Antonelli? That's the real question. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to rate minors, but. Um, you know what? We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. What What is your favorite type of miner? Personally, I'm a big fan of iron miners. Maybe Can't. maybe zinc. Zinc. I think zinc is underrated. Can't ask that question. Noisy miners, obviously. Love birds. Oh, that's a great answer. Is anything but Indian miners because they are an invasive species. And they are an invasive. Okay. Yeah, we can't have that. Um, but one could argue that Joshua Dirksen is an invasive species. But regardless. <laughs> We haven't been here for a while. Uh, there haven't been any races, what, since Monza, I want to say? There's, no, there's, not, there's not been a reason to be here for a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we're going to record today. Basically, we're going to run through a few of the driver moves that have been kind of rolling out over the past few weeks, analyze them, talk about them, have some fun. And we're going to run through the Formula 3 grid of 2023 and kind of talk about, oh, who's good, who's not, who's a bit shit. Who deserves a chance to step up to F2? And then finally, we will predict the 2024 grid. Matt's Dramas will be out in full swing today. And I'm sure you'll get every single prediction correct, Matthew. Do you feel confident? Oh, mate, you, you know me. I'm going to absolutely nail this. Oh, fuck yeah. How, how have you enjoyed your Formula 2 break, your your, hol- your holiday, if you um, will, the last six I have I haven't enjoyed it. I'd much prefer if Formula 1 just went on, like, a two-month absence and we kept getting Formula 2. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Mm. Then how will Max Verstappen break records? Come on, man. This is true. We need the juice. We need that Dutch juice. But, uh, nevertheless, we are here to talk about F2... And there have been some new stories, there have been some moves, some juicy, some a little bit bland. First things first, juiciest number one, Andrea Kimi Antonelli has already been mentioned on this podcast by Matthew. He has joined Prema, linking up with Oliver Behrman. What do you mean? Ju- Wait, no. We don't know that. We don't know Behrman's that not being confirmed. In yeah. Probably. Probably. Yes. Mm. What do you mean <laughs> juiciest? ridiculous clearly the juiciest thing is uh dennis hauger resigning i mean uh yeah maybe no uh, antonelli antonelli entirely skipping f3 is a pretty big deal i Mm. can't think uh, no there's definitely been drivers so i I believe have never done f3 i can't think of anyone (laughs) you know know who else is completely skipping f3 Roy Nassani, probably. Joshua Dirksen. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, well, look. Yeah, it's an interesting one. 
Oh, well, look, yeah. when the F3, when the F3 crop is so bland that there's seeds available. Um, but I've never seen, I've never seen, like, a top prospect, which Antonelli clearly is. Like, you know, Charles went through F3, George went through F3, Oscar went through F3, Lando went through F3, like, you know, all of them go through, or GP3 as well. Lance Stroll went through GP3. Um, it's weird seeing someone, and as much typed as he is, like, uh, look, uh, we'll wait and see what he does on track next year, but I'm certainly yeah. not like, oh, from the the hype I've heard of him, like, I'm like, oh, this guy's even better than all of they are. He's just yeah. another very mercurial, mercurial prospect. He's 17 years old. He's part of the Mercedes driver program. He's kind of their, you know, their next man up or next child up, as it were. Do you think that uh, skipping F3, going straight to F2 puts extra pressure on the teenager? Or is it, will he get like a year just to fuck around and find out? Um, both. I don't think there's going to be any rampant expectation of he doesn't win this season. That's that. It's fine. We, you know, lesser talented guys. Vesti wasn't tremendous at ART last year. And there's definitely been chatter around we need to find a spot for this guy in F1 this year after the season he's had. Mm. So... You know, it's when you get into year three, four, and things like that, and you struggle to perform. As I said, as we said all year, Pochere hadn't done what he's done this year. This year, that's where you'd start to be like, oh no. But you know, if he doesn't perform first thing, on the flip side, is there pressure on him? Yeah, because Premer have been willing to take the gamble on him, not even having seen him in F three himself, his management team, the people backing him and all of that have put the, okay, let's let's just kind of skip F3 altogether because we've got, you know, we think you're obviously ready to do this. So, you know, if he's not, like I said, if he has an awful year, it's not like he's going to lose the seat, everyone's going to give up, on him. he'll be here in 2025. The only way he's not here in 2025 is if he wins the category. Even if he finishes, like, P2, unless Mercedes are ready to give him a seat in F1, which at 18, I don't think they will be, he could finish P2, and he'll be back with the intention to, like, slaughter the field in 2025. On the flip side, he could score no points at all next year and finish below um, next season's equivalent of, you know, Alessio Deletta in the standings, and he'll be back in 2025 because that but if he is really woeful that will absolutely garner attention of okay well why did you do this would he have been better off suited i'm not saying uh, we probably answered on his even more hyped but Beganovich wasn't all that far below antonelli in terms of oh how hype we are about this guy he went into f3 and honestly he was middlingly impressive in f3 in his rookie season it wasn't like he blew the world away so, you know, I think there's a, like, the pathway exists for a reason. So you can move up, be still surrounded by people with similar levels of experience to you, slowly work your way into more powerful cars and that. That's not to say you can't skip ahead and succeed. But if this backfires a bit and he does do really poor, I think that does draw a little bit into question of, okay, why didn't he just go into F3 to, you know, trounce that field or something yeah get a dubski under his belt next year because i think I, I i think looking at everyone and at the guys i expect to return to f3 next year i think antonelli is instantly championship favorite if you put him in next year's f3 field 
Oh, he would yeah. have been championship favorite for mine in this year's F3 field, but I think he's definitely the championship favorite if you put him in next year's F3 field. Um, so it's an interesting one, him shooting all the way to the top here. All the way to the um, stars, brother. I mean, look, he's, he's no stranger to the stars. He's been in two movies already at the age of 17. Do you he know has? What, do, yes, he has. Do you know what movies he's been in? Are they, like, recent? Yeah, um, not not in, not incredibly. And how like significant of a role? Uh, I mean, not 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 like like is like like is he just been used as like an extra driving a race kind of film, or was he like a child actor before he was a bit of? But well, okay, so he's in a, he's in a twenty sixteen movie called Italian Race, which is like a like a proper Italian movie. So they're they're all Italian. It's about racing, obviously. And he plays a bit part role in that, I think, a little cameo situation. But he's also in a documentary that was released in 2021 called Baby Racer, in which he is the main character. So a bit of both. I see, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so there's been a documentary about it. That's fair enough. Bit of both. So fun stuff for Andrea. Nevertheless, moving forward, Zach O'Sullivan, your prediction for this year's F3 title didn't quite come to pass, but still showed... A fair bit of talent. He's off to ART. Yeah, he fucked. <laughs> uh, never, go, never goes well on you under the ART. He, he fucked. Uh, he fucked? He fucked. No good. Uh, a grade for ART or a, a misplay? I don't think it's a misplay. Um, unless they were going to look in... Like I, I will say right now, I do expect Victor Martins will do his next season again at ART. I don't see any reason why they'd want to try and pivot away from him. Yep. Um, Paul Scher is definitely moving on, so there is a seat available. Now, there's a few other guys in the grid that, sure, maybe they'd want to poach, but I think a lot of the guys you'd want to poach, their own teams won't necessarily want to let them go. Like, I think Carlin will be trying to keep Maloney. Pretty sure it was at Colin last year, you know. And I think going um, the F3 talent-wise, Bortoletto is the only one I'd clear-cut have above him as, yes, I want Bortoletto. After that, much of the field is just really a wash for me. So I don't mind it. He's an academy driver. He brings a nice academy Williams, backing. Williams boy, yes? I believe so, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, you know, that means some of the costs are there covered quite nicely. Gives him a bit of academy linkage. And, like, he was definitely someone, like, I was expecting him to be on the F2 grid this year. I've got no surprises that he is there. So, yeah, I think it's a, a reasonable enough signing. Reasonable? <laughs> That's what you love to hear. Reasonable. Okay, good for you, Zach. Uh, moving forwards. Two seats have been filled over at MP Motorsport. They got their team lined up, ready to go. Uh, number one, Franco Colapinto. And number two, Dennis Hauger has re-signed for a third season in F2. I'll ask you this question a little bit differently. Who's going to win that battle, Colapinto or Hauger? Uh, Hauger. Hauger in year three, I think. Definitely. Um, I'd be... Despite I'd be the Hauger curse? I'd be... Yeah, but we say that, but he still managed to be top ten in the standings this year. He's not doing too badly. Yeah. Um. I. I'd, I'd hope so. Hauger should honestly be contending. I don't think he'll win it. I don't imagine I'll be predicting him there. But Hauger should be. I. I'd be looking Hauger to be top five in the standings next year. That third year back. Yeah. When you've just got the so much experience in the category. 
He's got the sauce. He's got the Gregoire sauce. Really, really pay the dividends. But it's definitely already, I think it's one of the more intriguing, exciting lineups. Like, I would give absolute A-plus gold star uh, to MP here. I think bringing back Hauger as a veteran, again, I don't necessarily think... Like, in terms of guys you'd expect to be on the grid, like, yeah, would you rather have, like, Maloney, Bam, and Awasa if he's back? Mm. Victor Martins? Yup. But then, like, you know, Leclerc, Crawford, Hadjar, Fiddy. Yeah, would I rather them than Hauga? I'm not so sure. And they, they know what they have in Hauga. They know Hauga can get good results and just, you know, with lacked a bit of consistency yeah. and luck. Uh, and on the flip side, Colapinto, I believe, was with MP in F3 this season. So they've got familiarity with him as well. And they've just stepped him up a level. Uh, he, again, you know, didn't have anyone near enough luck and consistency to really ever be challenging Bortoletto. But he was right up there. I believe he finished top five in the standings. Both of us really like him. Uh, mm, you yes, possibly more just because you... Love his name, I guess. Colopinto! Caliente. I'm, I'm impressed with what I've seen with him as a driver. So, Oh, you're and, impressed with yeah. his skill and his ability? <laughs> no, imagine that. Come on now. I will say, without giving too much away of every run I've graded in the um, grades I'm going to hand out in a little bit, of those that I've also then predicted to be on the grid next season, he would sit... Fifth, so yeah, he's top top five of that, I think. So I was always someone I was expecting to be step up here next year. He's definitely an intriguing one for mine. So yeah, not too much yeah, of a like surprise it. that Colapinto is stepping up. No. All right, beautiful. But there is a surprise here, isn't there, on the grid? Yeah. I mean, when you talk about prodigies, I mean, going from Freck. And only getting one podium in your second season in Freck. And then jumping all the way up to F2. It's going to be a fun one for Joshua Dirksen, who's been signed by PHM. FUM! Which I believe is just FUM this year, not FUM by Sharoud. Yes, yes, yes. That transition yeah. has been completed, I believe. Congratulations Joshua to FUM. Stand on their own. Dad. Yeah. Uh, first ever Paraguayan to race in Formula 2. So that's exciting. Good for Paraguay. Matt. Indeed, Paraguayan German. Ah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Moving forward, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about him. I assume you don't either. No. Um, Bit of a wait and see. Fuck around and find out. Last season he did, yeah, he did. Um, Frack, Fracker in uh, Middle East and European. And yeah, as you said, uh, he got had two poles and one podium in the Middle East Championship and finished 16th. One podium in... Uh, he, he's not finished a higher than six. He finished sixth in um, ADAC Formula 4, German Formula 4 in 2020, and Italian F4 in um, 2021. That was the last time he won a race, I believe, was yet 2021. He had two wins, three podiums that season. The only other time he's at, he finished second in 2019 in uh, UAE Formula 4 with oh. five wins, ten podiums. Yeah, since then, a couple of six, and then he's not finished higher than 14th in the last two seasons and the last three championships. He's competed in with a massive two podiums across 46 races. Uh. 
bit of a yeah, yeah. Not, it not a great resume. It doesn't scream. It it does scream of every. There is always you know every season you have your Guillermo Samayas who doesn't even maybe belong to be in this list, but you know, your Alessio Deletta, your you know Amari Cordial, Chambolic Bashi of kind of I don't quite understand why this guy is here. I do Bashi. It's not because of his incredible, high-powered, you know, performance. It's uh, an incredible, high-powered money bag. So limited expectations, I think. And Fum need their money. Fum need their money. They do. So, yeah, they we'll do need their money. Enough. And uh, I'm sure he's coming. Little, a few other little things because I don't want to spoil. I don't want to talk about Dirks in the entire podcast and. You're about to talk quite a lot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, evaluate these myself. Uh, Teo Porsche allegedly looking to a move um, over uh, Super Formula for next season. Confirmed not to be coming back to F2. That uh, that I like. Romeo, yeah, yeah, I like it too. Alfa Romeo want him to go over there and, and compete. We've seen it work for Lawson. Lawson unfortunately finished second. Um, just in Super Formula this season, just got pipped in the last race there, had a bit of a nasty crash, and couldn't quite bring home the title. But, you know, got his chance at F1 level. Whether that ha- also happens to Porsche, you know, like, it's not every season that Nick DeVries is shit and Ricardo breaks his wrist. But um, I-, I think that's a good... Uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? A good uh, standpoint, a good, yeah, yeah, that that's the one. That'll do. That'll do nicely. I need another coffee for Porsche. I think Super Formula, yeah, that, that's a good move. Uh, moving forward, Kushmini has been signed by Alpine <clears throat> as they uh, continue to bolster their academy ranks. So, you know, up there with the likes of your, your Jack Dillons and whatnot. You want to hear and... something really funny? Oh, go on. I had completely forgot. So I started, uh, I was only a few days ago on that, but I started putting everyone in to sort of figure out my grid predictions. And I'd finished it. I was like, or just about finished it. I was like, yeah, that. And then I saw that article where I was like, oh, Kushmani signed for Alpine. I went, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to be on the grid next year, isn't he? Might, might just, might just <laughs> add him. Completely forgot about him, some, which is absurd because I absolutely, I think he was always going to be coming back. I just kind of forgot about him until I saw that article. And then I was like, oh, yeah. oh shit, eh? yeah, yeah, Marty probably would be a decent chat <gasps> to be on the grid. That's yeah, fair enough, fair enough. He's bloody well um, earned it. Has big bush cush. Oh, absolutely. He he sh- exploded onto the scene as Campos did. I think Campos kind of got run down by everyone else, or just the yeah. early tracks really suited them. But he still he still showed flashes. He often found himself in good qualifying spots, and just that car and its tires and that not a great combo. Uh, so I'm very much hoping that along with this signing, that he will be somewhere that isn't Campos next season. Yeah, um, you would imagine so. And yeah, I could see see him progressing up. I don't think we're going to be going all title contention, but a solid shout to be top 10 in the standings if he's at a decent enough team. Absolutely. He could certainly go up to like a high tech or a dams or something like that. Um, I think would be nice for uh, Kushmini. And as part of this deal, he's going to be mentored by none other than Mika Hakkinen. Oh, hello. Yeah, which is kind of sick. Well... That's the last time we're going to hear Kushmani speak for a while. Uh, it's um, a Mika Miney combination there. So, pretty, pretty handy guy to have in your corner. And hopefully, 
can teach Big Bush Kush to turn some of those qualifying do, positions into do you reckon, podiums. Do you reckon Mika likes Kush? I reckon so. I, I reckon all the Finnish like a bit of Kush. <laughs> I mean, they can't be that relaxed otherwise. That's but uh, vodka, that's mate. Uh, yeah, it's quite Finlandia, great vodka. And oh, God, memories. <laughs> That's the news wrapped up. All the confirmed moves. There are there, there are rumors abounding about all these guys as well in uh, F two and F three. Oh, actually, no. I should mention Jack Dylan has confirmed that he will not return to F two for a third yes, season. I'd I'd seen that as well. Curious to see where he goes, but I I don't yeah. think there's any point in Jack coming back. Yeah, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. Who knows? Maybe he can pull a Lawson to go to Super Formula. Yeah, I mean, I think otherwise, I think there's probably a reserve driver role lined up for him at Alpine next season. Yeah, th- there is. There is. So um, focus on know, that take as well. that, Take that Piastri route, slide in there and replace uh, Lando Norris when he gets mid-season confirmed into the Red Bull seat. Yeah, so that wraps up all the, uh, all the news, the confirmed moves, maneuvers. There's still plenty of seats to be filled, though. And that is what we're going to be trying to do today. Run through a few of the potential names, specifically in F3. And when Matt is ready, that's what we're going to do. We're going to analyze a few of these uh, F3 drivers based on their long-term potential. How high can they rise? Is F2 where they belong? Or do they belong in Freck? Or WEC? Or DTM? Uh... Yes. Or do they belong on the Kingston Park Raceway? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, everyone belongs in the uh, Kingston Park Raceway. Yes, indeed. But uh, are you ready, Matt, to run through a few of these F3 drivers for me? I sure am. Educate uh, me, sir. Well, I've basically got all of them, but I'll, I'll breathe through most of them. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've come up with uh, seven categories. The categories are... Now, obviously, these are where I would... In the way we've quantified it by, like, category that, how I quantify that talent, there are people who I think will probably sit in a seat above the standing I put, because I just think they'll end up there, and, you know, there are others who I think may not actually make it to the point that I put them at, simply because there's only a limited number of seats in the top levels of motorsport. But the seven tiers I have created... Ah, future world champ, the mm. big teams, F1 seat, IndyCar, F2 slash WAC, F3 slash other sort of, you know, global championship like DTM and such, uh, yep. and Fracker. Okay. Which basically Fracker is, you, you shouldn't have been an F1 or the three in the yeah, first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, would you like this in ascending or descending or condescending order? <laughs> the more condescending, the better, Matthew. I trust your judgment. No, from the bottom to the top, baby. From the bottom to the top. Okay, Fracker. Uh, if everyone, if you want to bring up your your visual guide of the F3 standings as a nice reference point for yourselves. Yes, yes. Come uh, on, listeners, bring up the F3 standings. You know you want to. I'm, I'm expecting you to bring up the F3 standings as well, so that when I say something... I'm also doing that. That's good, because then you can interject with, what do you mean that guy scored 112 points? Why do you think he's only meant to be in Fracker? God damn. Now, I will say... No, there's no one I did like that. I will Shall say, um, if you didn't compete in an adequate number of races... I don't know why the fuck I put Dufek in there. I was meant to be grey. 
Um, you had to compete in a reasonable number of races, or I had to have seen a bit of you and that. So guys like Esterson, Creswell, uh, Simonazzi, who all failed Dufek. to score points. Yeah, Dufek I did put in there, but I don't know why. And ah. I'm probably going to pretend that I didn't. Based, okay. Yes, I do have a run else out of that. Uh, so the likes of them... Oh, maybe, you know, I think I do remember why. Because I remember I, Dufek raced in the last round of the championship and I can remember what he did explicitly. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, well, guys who just didn't do a lot, so I couldn't remember that, I've not put a grade on. So, in terms of pointless drivers, uh, Shin, Farrier, Yaney, Gray, Dufek, Tommy Smith, all have been uh, ranked... Everyone who scored points has received a rank as well. Okay. Um, so, down the bottom, Frecker. Guys who just have done nothing, and I've just not seen anything from them in this okay. F3 season. Uh, Shin, Roberto Farrier, Hunter Yaney, and Dufek. Oh, Hunter Yaney getting roasted on, on live on air. That's, oh, goddamn. I just Brutal. not really seen anything from them. Yeah, fair enough. Zero um, talent. I wouldn't say zero talent. Like, it's still <laughs> impressive to get to. But, yeah, I don't, I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they ever progress further along than F3. And if they do, I think they will sink very, very, very heavily. Okay. And a few of them are then living back on F3 next year. I wouldn't be crazy surprised. Uh, in terms of the F3 other championships, I say F3 GTM level, I've got 12 people in this uh, this tier, down the sort of bottom half of it all, uh, I have Garcia, Ozzy Hubata, uh, Mari Boyer, Nikita Bedron, Ida Cohen, and I think it's Ollie Gray. All of them have shown... Well, I've not seen too much from Garcia and that, but all of them have shown some flashes. You know, I'd probably put Tommy Smith and Rafael Villagomez at the low end of... Oh, I've put in Mari Boyer twice. I've got didn't 11 people Sir, in this level. Didn't mention Sofia Flush or Rafael Villal-Gomez there? Well, I've just said I'd put Villal-Gomez and um, Smith in with them. No, oh, yeah, I've, not did, mentioned, yeah, yeah. I've not mentioned Flush intentionally. Uh, so, Bedron, Bedron and Cohen probably showed the most flashes out of these guys. Villal-Gomez was not in his first seasons. So he occasionally showed a bit. Smith and Barter and that. Cohen, Cohen and Bedroom are the ones who are most intrigued me, and I could see being in better cars next year and then actually unlocking sort of hidden talent. Um, okay. And I, I'd be adjusting things, which is based on what I've seen in the season. All of them are guys who I could see snapping a seat in F2 if it's only to be like the, the quintessential. Why did he get an F2 seat guy? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the talent and that, they're, they're not, you know, absolute nothings most of them have been out of score points and the couple who haven't have been fairly unlucky to probably not score yeah. points but they're also not anything that's really blowing me away now okay. uh the top half of f3 where i think yes. at least one if not several of these guys will make um will actually make f2 possibly for next season uh okay. i have kyo colette mary boyer who was actually meant mm. to be at this spot, not right from there. Kalen Frederick and Gregoire Saucy. The Sauce Dog, uh, yeah! Saucy, Saucy and Colette, obviously the most prolific back in year two and three, respectively, have had podiums. Colette had, actually, both have had race wins. Um, 
they've definitely shown moments, but they also have a lot where they just don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, Colette, Colette wasn't it? Colette finished what, like ninth in the standings, but there's just a bunch of guys below him who were like rookies. who I saw just way more intriguing flashes from Saucy finished 14th. And again, guys immediate below him just kind of interest me more like Browning and Montoya. Uh, Mary yeah. Boyer, who's obviously 17th on 29 points. And Frederick, Frederick's a weird one. Like, Frederick's been in okay cars and just got nothing from it. Yeah, only 11 points. Only 11 points on the season for Kalen Frederick. Very low down. Yes. Boyer showed some flashes and also finished the season strong with a podium and a good top 10 in Monza. I've seen some intriguing stuff from him that I'm curious. I think he'll be in a better seat next season, and I will be interested to see what he does. Uh, on to more the upper half. People who, again, I don't know whether I necessarily think they'll get to F2, but F2 whack level is sort of where I see these guys in terms of ability, just that bit below getting to the real big leagues. Um, Christian Mansell. Mm-hmm. The best of the Australian prospects in that F3 category, obviously the three of them, Started to show some real flashes last season. I'm hoping he gets a step up from being in a campos uh, for this season coming. Yeah. And whether or not he ever gets to F2, I'm not sure. But I think he's good enough to be a solid midfielder in F2. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Browning like a, like a and... Jake Hughes type situation? Yeah, yeah, like a Jake Hughes. That's, that's, a, that's a great example. I think that is a great example. Uh, next, I've got Browning and Edgar. Okay. Uh, Browning Browning had real good pace. There were so many times where I was seeing the praises of Browning's pace last season. Didn't seem to get much for it. So I think he comes back for year two, and I think we should see a lot more. Uh, he's Yeah, there's there's a lot there. There's some, definitely something there with Browning. Uh, he's just got to properly tap into it. Edgar has been much maligned for much of his F3 career, much maligned by me. But he finally got healthy, he finally found form, and he looked pretty strong over the last few rounds of this season. Enough for me to think there's a real chance he actually steps up into F2 next year, just because I don't think there's any real point yeah. in him staying in F3. Scored 55 points in the season, and 39 of those were in the last three rounds. So. Yes, he he really And you're only as good as your last race, as they say. Which he won, so... Yes. Next up, I have someone who scored no points, but was very hyped going into the season, and so huh. I've sort of met in the mid-ground. Any guesses who that might be? <laughs> I think it's pretty Nicholas obvious. Nicholas Solov. It sure is. The Alpine-backed yeah. man. It just didn't come together last season. Though again, there was flashes, there was moments he was up there, but he scored, what, like six points on the year or something, didn't he? He's, he's got great hair. Um, I just don't know where it went wrong for Solov, but... He was talked about as a similar sort of guy as, like, Beganovich and that, and just... Not quite that nothing. level, but, like, definitely good. But in saying that, is it just a, a... Is it the F2 ART curse just expanding into F3? Um, yeah, I think yeah, there's every yeah, chance... Yeah, yeah. he's He goes to a different team next season, like MP or something, and he's completely fine. We shall see. Maybe he's actually just trash. Maybe Alpine Maybe, have ruined him. Like that is, that is possible. Uh, then the top two guys I have at this level, both uh, Trident guys. Uh, I think it's Leonardo Fornaroli and Oli uh, Gertha. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, again, both both had some really good moments, particularly Gertha. 
Uh, but again, a lot of times, Gerhard had some pretty rotten luck for a lot of rounds. Also, some times where he was just all around disappointing. Fauna Rolly just did a lot of being back end of the top 10. I think they ended up finishing what? Gertha was 8th, Fauna Rolly was 11th in the standings. Yeah. Gertha did have a win. Fauna Rolly had a podium in that race as well. That was... Well, Gertha had one other visit to the podium. Or maybe two. He might have been on the podium in the Monza search. Uh, but yeah. Fonaroli only ever had that one visit to the podium, I think. Or one one feature, one sprint podium. But yeah, a few times where he was that a lot of a lot of back of the top ten finishes. Um okay. and you've been hiring only Goethe for a while now, like Yeah, Goethe's one I like. I still I think I'll probably be doubling down on him as a championship contender for next season. But mm. definitely I thought he could be more competitive with some of these other and if you look, look at the standings, there's 17 points between him and Mini, and Mini had horrific luck for a lot of the year. But when he did, yeah. he was absolutely on. The likes of Beganovich, Aaron, Bortoletto as other rookies, and with less experience than Goethe, who did a few rounds last season, comfortably clear of him. Uh, now, I've actually left them to last, but there's one last person I have in the F2 WEC level, and that is Sophia Flush. Yeah, all right. Um... And I thought this, maybe I'm just absolutely on one with this, but for mine, it's pretty simple. All of her collection of teammates, Shin, I think Faria might have been in that car, so at least Shin, Yaney, and I think Dufek, and who else did a couple of rounds there? Must, Esterson must have been one of them, and I'm trying to figure out who did the other fucking round there. Basically, oh, maybe unless it was Summer Nazi, but yeah, all of her assorted teammates, and she had a few different ones in Fum, scored no points. Now, part of that's because I don't think they were great, but I also just think the FUM was a horrifically bad car. Flush scored scored six points, all in one race, but she had one other race where she did get in the points and then had, I think, a mechanical defect or something that got her disqualified. And while her teammates would basically always be somewhere in the 20s, there would be plenty of races where you would see Flush pop up in the mid-low teens, or even fight her way up into the more the high teens and come close to scoring points. Yeah. Just, I saw enough there in terms of pace that I think that car really was horrific, that if you, you know, I don't think she's like, oh my god, she she's the one, she's the answer for will we get a female race car driver in Formula 1. But, like, I reckon if you banged her in, like the ART or the Premier or something. She's finishing top 10 in the standings, maybe even closer to top 5, I think. Um, certainly, I'd be confident saying she'd be top 10 in the standings if she was in a Premier. So I hope she's in a better car next season. And so I can see her... This is a bit of... Yeah, I think there's enough that I do actually think I wanted to separate her out ahead of a few of the others. And maybe, maybe I'll probably... More realistically, she probably should still be bothered, like someone like a Gertha, but a bunch of the other ones I put in that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, just, I wanted her ahead of um, the likes of, well, who do I have the next step down? Like Frederick and guys like that. Who, yeah, yeah saucy so Frederick and that. I just, I think I've just seen more from her in context of the car she's in. And also, I think there's a good, decent chance she could get an F2 seat for the, um, again, just the, the metrics of it, the look of having a going car, and if she doesn't progress further at the open wheel ladder, I absolutely think she'll be someone who would be going to WEC or something and having 
So she quite literally fits the definition here of F2 WEC is where I think she goes. Okay. Ah, oh, sick. Okay. So now we're up to the 10, 10 I'm most high on. Indie car level. How old is Sophia Flush? Oh, probably like 22 or 23 or something. It wouldn't surprise me if she's... Yeah, it's 22. Nice. Good stuff, Matthew. Yeah, she's been around. I can remember her from like several years back as well when she was sort of first cropping up. That's why they call them the, the Mastradamus. This person knows how to guess people's ages. But, like, I've seen way more from Flush than, say, I ever have from Tatiana Calderon and Calderon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Race in F2. Uh, alright. So, the, to the top ten guys I've got. I've got five at IndyCar level. I do okay. think all of these people will race in Formula 2 at some point over the next couple of seasons. And look... Some of them could even find a pathway into Formula One, but I think I think they're probably going to sort of cap out on the F one pathway and F two. But I think they're all strong enough prospects that, like Longard and Eilat and that before them, they may choose to go over that path to IndyCar rather than filtering to DTM Super Formula. Yeah, Weck and that uh, Taylor Barnard. He yes. is a better version of Browning in that. Good flashes of pace, but with much more consistency and wasn't in a particularly enticing car. The Jens is not all that flash. Uh, if nice. he's in if he's in a, a car, contending car, you know, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be in a Premier ART Trident MP next season. Uh, I think this is worlds apart. I think he's a good chance of being a championship contender next season. He's um he's a, he's a fun one because you know reading in the reddits, he's basically a guy who's got like a cult following amongst you know feeder series fans. People really like this guy, talent wise and and vibe wise. Just yes, I really like him as well. Of fans, yeah. Uh, next I have Sebastian Montoya, obviously uh, already yeah, in the yeah, academies. Wasn't a great name is rookie. Sebastian Montoya, prepared to die. <laughs> wasn't a great rookie season, but he was really plagued by probably the worst luck in the ca category. Like, he was most obvious of guys who were reasonable in that. He had so many times where things weren't his fault. Or yeah, just he made 17. a little bit of a little bit of a poor judgment call in sticking in a fight that he should have backed out from and that. But there's definitely something there with him. We've seen the flashes again. I think he was at high tech this season. I think he gets into a better car for next season. I can right. absolutely see him in a Prema with the one with the Red Bull backing Juan Pablo Montoya link. Um, the next three, I think, all should be unsurprising. Two of the next three are already confirmed as being in F2. Uh, Franco Colopinto and, um, I almost said Zach Sabre Jr., uh, Zach O'Sullivan. <laughs> I think both. I, don't, I just don't quite think they've got that ability to get them into F1. I don't think... I, don't, I mean, I, I'm not super convinced that there's stuff there at Williams anyway for Zoss. Plus, I think there's possibly other better guys in the Williams Academy. Namely, possibly Colapinto. They're both Williams Academy drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they could be, be fighting for us. looking at moving forward between Zoss yes. and Colapinto. Um, but I think both... Yeah, they're very good drivers. I could absolutely see them in IndyCar. Colapinto particularly, because I believe he is South American? Latin American? Colapinto. Yeah, I think so. I think he's like an Argentine. I think he's Argentinian. And just obviously, you know, Zoss, maybe you don't want to go to the other side of the world from your family to race in IndyCar. That, that's my only thinking there, just Colopinto. It would be a little bit more home adjacent. 
uh, than it would be for Zoss. Uh, and the other one at this level, uh, Beganovich. Obviously would have started out going into last season, probably ranked in somewhere up in the F1 categories. Oh, yeah. Wasn't wasn't a great rookie season. Wasn't horrific, but just, you know, you thought he would have been right up there. He was probably the most hyped guy in the category and ended up finishing sixth and mm. clear cut. Oh, he was in it at times, but yeah. Just a not... guy who has got, like, the prodigious um, record in karting as well, similar to Antonio. Yeah. Like he's... Didn't obviously theory, pack you know, another yeah. wonder kid kind of thing. Any of the consistency or Bordaletto have as many of the highs as Aaron, or perhaps have like as strong of a highs as someone like Gabriele Mini, who he did beat in the standings. But as yeah. you maybe guessed by the fact that I've not mentioned his name yet, I like Gabriele Mini more than Beganovic. I do. Fine. Three men. Beganovic, the... by the way, is confirmed to be staying with Prema for next season alongside Arvid Lindblad and Mini. I have. And Mini. That makes... Wait, maybe. Hold on. I think so. No, that makes sense. Mini Mini to Prema is a logical move to me on. I believe so. Um, that's good, because I didn't... Yeah, I didn't yeah, predict... yeah, with Mini. Yeah, with Mini. Having not known that, I didn't pick either of those guys to be in F3, F2 next season, because I think they both have <laughs> cooking to do, so... The Matradamus strikes again. Uh, speaking of Gabrielli Mini, he is one of three guys I have in F1 seat. And okay. he's probably the one who I think has the most limitless talent, but I need to see a bit more. I don't know how much of it was poor luck, how much of it was just he can be wildly inconsistent. But pace, I think he was the fastest guy in the grid last year. Yeah, yeah. Just pace. in terms of raw pace. Uh, Alpine Academy driver, I do believe. Um, there's always pathways there. <laughs> it's the Alpine, they just love an academy. <laughs> but, yeah, he... Definitely, Price had a few ones. I think he had one where he was like, let all of them got like a disqualified or late race penalties, dropped him way out of the points. But yeah, a lot of, lot of raw pace. Uh, then probably the two guys who I think over the course of the season had the best shot at challenging Bortoletto, even though neither of them actually finished second in the standings. Marty was his closest challenger for a lot of the season. Paul Aaron was the one coming into that final weekend who actually had a realistic shot at it uh i think they're both both at this level um i'll be interested to see aaron of uh, outside of bordoletto of the rookies this season i think aaron's probably the only one who i can really see jumping straight to f2 and the fact that prema has locked in Beganovich, mini and someone else and there's not a premise seat there for Aaron, kind of has me leaning that maybe he will go up to... Obviously, it could just be that he chooses to go away from Prema, which is the top team, because they either he had to or whatever, and he switches to, like, an ART or something. But I think there's yeah. a decent chance that means he's actually going to jump up. I'm not well, sure. He's got the Mercedes backing as well, so he's, he's yes. got a bit of help when it comes to... How Mercedes. much more he has got to prove... Oh, mate, imagine if he ousted Behrman at um, Big Boy Prema and they had an all-Mercedes lineup. Oh, no. The silver premise. Oh no, because Mercedes is one of the, Mercedes is one of those ones. They don't run Mercedes True, and Ferrari don't, don't, don't yeah, run yeah. junior liveries. They just have a little sticker on the side. Yeah, uh, so yeah the other one. Um, like to cover their goddamn cars in paint. Yes, uh, the other one, Pepe Pepe Marty. Um, I don't know whether it, I I ebb and flow. Some weeks I'm like, oh god, Marty's got so much potential, and other weeks I'm just like, he's just a very solid driver, but I don't know how high the ceiling is. Either way, I think either route leaves him good enough 
to potentially get an F1 seat one day, particularly because in a few years' time, depending, well, Alonso will be gone from the sport, depending what Sainz is doing, there could be a real clamoring to try and have a Spaniard in F1. Um, And he would definitely fill that role. I would also, I reckon, A, I think it's almost definite he will be on the FT grid next year, but I'd I'd, I'd put a decent bit. I'm not a betting man, but I would put a decent bit that he will be in a Campos seat next season. Have you ever made a bet in your life? No. I've only ever uh, given suggestions on bets. I like to gamble with other people's money and just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should bet on this. (laughs) But I I actually place bets myself. No, I'm financially responsible. Good man. I throw away my money on things like FIFA and unnecessary (laughs) Uber Eats meals. And flights to Melbourne. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll wait and see. Yes. Uh, Okay, that leaves two tiers and two men. At the big teams, I have Andrea Bortoletto. I think it's Andrea. Okay. Gabriel. Gabriel. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Gabriel Bortoletto. Come on, mate. I'll cap him out at the big teams because I think my narrative for this whole season, and I still stick by it, is it's just, just, just no one on this grid who I was like, yep, wow, you are you are him in the way I was with Oscar a few years back or last year with like Bam and Maloney and even in a different way, Victor Martens, who did a similar sort of thing to Bordoletto with a lot of dominance, but I think yeah. much more impressively. Bortoletto, as Anna said, it just very, very good. But oh, again, a lot of the luckiest drivers. Just he'd seem to have a bad weekend, and all these other championship rivals would somehow shit the bed as well. He yeah, wouldn't yeah, be yeah. on for the best one, and then a bunch of different incidents would happen, either taking out his rivals or just he'd find his way. He'd pick through the guys would DNF from in front of him, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, he's come P four after starting P eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And yeah, that's it. He literally, uh, from memory, there was only what, like one or two races. He scored points. He didn't score points in the first race of the season in Bahrain. He then won on a 5, 7, 9, 11, 13 race point scoring streak, scoring points in every single race. And decent points, really. Apart from Spielberg uh, sprint, where he just nipped in for the one point, the least he got was five points in sprint. So he basically never finished lower than like. 6th or 7th in any race all the way through to the double donuts in Spa but of course as we remember O'Sullivan got double donuts in Spa Paul Aaron got 12 points but was at one point in position to get like 30 Colopinto a similar story Marty similar story Beganovich double donuted mini double donuted basically all the upfield like literally no the highest point scorer of anyone in the top 8 at the end of the championship standings from Belgium was Paul Aaron with 12 that was a fucking weird weekend in the wet. Uh, and then Monza, he bounced back and again. Didn't have a crazy good weekend, but outscored literally all of the people in the top half of the standings at 20 points. Zost was the only one near him at 18. He was just good at there. So I, th- and I think he's got such consi- consistency and it seemed like a decent amount of maturity for his age and composure. I think yep, that'll carry sure. him a long way. So, you know, I think he's a really solid bet to make Formula 1 at some point, and I could, he's just one I could see, you know, being a Ferrari driver or something one day, being in those big teams. Now... And has been signed by the McLaren Academy. Oh, very nice. There you go. I'm not mistaken. Now, you might be sitting there like, oh, 
well, you've got all the way up to Bordoletto. You mentioned all the top drivers in the category. Who yeah, on earth well, did you rank as future world champion? I mean, you could probably have a guess at this. I used a loophole. Yes, he wasn't an F3 driver this season, but this is an F2 podcast, and he also wasn't an F2 driver this season. So I chucked Antonelli on the list. Ah, uh, yeah, and all right. Sure. I think Antonelli is a future world champion. Whether or not he ever wins one, but he's talent-wise, he is a future world champion. He is that guy yeah. who you'd think is in that same bracket as George, as Lando, as Oscar, as Charles, as in terms of guys who aren't there yet for mine, as Ollie Bannon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That is where I see him. Yeah, so that's yeah, my list. So just, to, just to recap the quick top, Antonelli, future world champ, Bortoletto, uh, in terms of the top teams, Aaron, Mini, Marty, I think you're all you know, good enough to get an F1 seat one day. Uh, Zoss, Beganovich, Colapinto, Montoya, Barnard, to IndyCar, and I'll just pick out a couple of that. I think Goethe, Solo, Flush, all end up at F2 at some point in their career, possibly then going on to WEC. Um, I think someone like a Gregoire Saucy, Callan Frederick, Kyle Collette, while they may actually advance beyond F2, I don't think their talent is really good enough to ever bring them further in terms of being highly competitive than F3, maybe bouncing to something like a DTM. Uh, and Hunter Yaney can just <laughs> get out of here, bro. Oh, wow. That was that was really harsh, Matt. I'm going to do that to Hunter Yaney a little bit. Get some rage for Hunter Yaney. Any, any other non-kind of like F3 names that you considered, say, like Amata Garcia, who just won the um, F1 Academy? That kind of type, or just focus... I'll be honest, Amata Garcia might be the only... That's really relevant name I know outside of F3, F2. Apart yep, from like something like, like, again, I'd never heard, not other we established, not that relevant. Like, I don't even know who, who beat Liam Lawson in Super Formula. An old Japanese man. Uh, okay, but there you go. Um, Garcia, I'd probably put in the F3 thing. I think, I think she's got a freck seat, seat for next season, correct? Uh, yeah. I would have liked it to probably be an F3 seat, but I think if she goes good enough from Frecker, I think I could see her getting up to F3. It's, but like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to say when they are racing in such a, like, a insular category. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got no real reference point, unless it's, you've got... Um... Rotomo Miyata won the Japanese Super Formula, and according to motorsport.com, he has an age of zero, so... Yeah, there you go. Well, let's put him up in future world champ with Antonelli in that case. I know, he's an absolute prodigy, mate. Uh, he's actually but... only 24, so he's not, not old at all. It could be yeah. Miyata. There you go. Yeah, it could be. Uh, should we move on to predicting the grid? Absolutely, we should. Uh, if you guys are enjoying this, check out our sister podcast, Rear of the Grid. If you want to hear about the uh, top level of single-seater racing, the uh, Formula One, of course, the Supermax show. And if you've got a passion for football, for the soccer, for the round ball, check out our cousin cousin podcast, Four Man Wall. will be coming back this week. bit of recording. I will be talking about the uh, the duck that Nick bought me. It's, it's, it's hot topic stuff. And also, Brisbane were a li- winning. A, li- a live duck? You'll have to wait and see, Matt. Oh, mate, I cannot. Quack, quack.
standing, I reckon. Oh, you can't. I have mine written down alphabetically, but I can ah, do championship get standing. fucked. I can In do that championship case, I'm doubling stand. down. Championship standings <laughs> from the bottom to the top. Let me just bring up the championship standings in a split screen with my notes. Uh, teams. Yes. Okay, so you want mine first. Foom! By Foom. no longer, by no longer shrews. God, Foom is awful. Um, I don't, off the top of my head. Fair enough. God, I forgot that literally everyone else has scored very solid points, except for Foom, who has not scored a single point. Yeah, uh, Right, so obviously we've already got Josh Dirksen locked in there as one of four, rookie, uh, four rookies debuting, confirmed debuting in the category next season, and one of two yeah. from outside of F3. Uh, partnering him at Foom... I have gone with... Because, well, what do they have this year? They had Nasani and um, Assorted, but... Uh, Mason some, at the end there. Yes, and some awful person before that. <laughs> um, oh, God. So hard. I've, I've gone with what I've gone. I don't have Nasani anywhere on my grid next season. Perhaps that's more so, of a well a well wish than anything. So but... harsh on Brad Benavides. Oh, that was <laughs> the one. Yeah, no, he's definitely not on the grid either. Uh, so my my shuffle around, because I think some other guys will go to the team he was at last season, I have got uh, Roman Stanek Ooh. in the... I was going to say the second form, but it would be the main form with Dirksen in the second form. But I got Roman Stanek pairing Dirksen at uh, form. Okay. Who'd you go with? Not bad. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind a little Roman Stanek situation. A little Roman Stanek situation. Ah, uh, yes. Who have I got? Well, over here, Josh Dirksen, who will partner him? Word around the grid, and by the grid I mean Reddit, is that they actually quite like Josh Mason and will probably re-sign him. So I'm going to go with oh, the same so, so you've you've gone for reading the rumours that have you? I've not yeah, looked I've at any rumours. I've done some research, Matthew, yeah. Uh, so enough. yeah, Josh Mason will partner Joshua Dirks. It'll be a, it'll be a Josh team, Battle of the So Joshes. I think right off the bat, Fum's not scoring a point next season. Yes. Again, um, I don't think Fum's in the grid beyond next season, if that's the case. Damn. Well, they got such a sexy livery. And is the poo brown that sexy of a livery? No, I'm being sarcastic, Matthew. It's a, have you seen what the... Um, go have a quick look what the car looks like in F3. The F3 car is actually a really sexy livery, but for whatever reason, at F2 level, they went with that, like, brown... And it's like, what's going on? But it's like a clean-cut white base with just some nice trimming, and it's such a nice-looking mm. car in F3. It's so good. That's nice. uh, ridiculous. Oh, All right. and blue. I like that. That's very, yeah. very sweet. Yeah. Moving on up the grid to Trident. Uh, Trident. I have one man returning for uh, year three in the category, year two at the team, and then I have a debutant. I think Clement Novelak runs it back, mostly because I was starting to get thin on I just don't know who else could be on this grid unless randoms are coming in from outside or not factoring in from being obsessed with Jordan Mason, Josh Mason. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I think trying to roll back Novelak again, they do like the working relationship with him. He yeah. won a race last year, so you know he can he did. that. Uh, and I think they call up the best card they have from F3. I think Bordoletto is the one 
That's where he goes, I think, is Toronto. Wow. You don't think Bortoletto, having won the F3 title, deserves a bit of a higher spot on the grid there? See, he does, but I think Trident will pedal really hard to try and go with the, will we have that relationship together? Come drive yeah, for fair us. Enough. Come drive for us in our shitty car. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if Bortoletto would really be super keen on that, but, it, you know, you never know. There's lots of competition in F2 with these young lads that are in there, so he might have to But we've also there. seen, uh, like, in theory, obviously there's that, but, like, if you put someone really good in a not-so-great car, they yeah. will they will do good. We've seen yeah, guys like well over driving Yeah, like for Chiroos in the past. Fittipaldi carried Chiroos yeah, for a while, though. for Chiroos... The shoes <laughs> is is has doing carried the virtuosi this season last season, yeah. Um, you know, we've seen obviously that. Like, M, I don't think, considering his teammate wasn't doing a crazy amount, it was as much Drogovic as it was MP. So yeah. it is yeah, yeah. it is a lot more about the driver in this level of motorsport. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, put a letter to Trident along with Novelak. Not a bad rumours saying? Rumours! Yeah, so no, Novelak's not good enough to be on the grid. Um, I, I have him dropping out, unfortunately. Uh, sh- shake my head. Poor boy. Stanek double uh, back in that case? Ah! The rumours suggest that Stanek's got a lack of funding. Oh, okay. Um, which is a bummer. But you know who doesn't have a lack of funding? Oh, Roy Nassani. Roy Nassani doesn't have a lack of funding, and he, he just he just can't help but drive an F2. Uh, he just loves it. He's, right, he's going to be here for a long time. He's going to be here for a long time. I appreciate <laughs> that you've just gone for ultra accuracy. Yeah. Roy Nassani is going to be uh, partnering up with a young up-and-comer, Taylor Barnard. Oh, really? Barnard jumping yeah. up. That some Barnard is a, action. That's a huge surprise, and I don't know whether I completely agree with it, but also I think he's more than good enough. Give me a... I'm a Barnard boy. I'm a Barney boy. Lock it in. Nissani Barnard. Nissanid, if you will. (laughs) Campos. Change their foot at Campos, I think. What do you reckon, sir? Well, as I said, um, I'd be interested to see if the rumours support this. Surely Pepe Marty's driving for Campos. Yeah. He's yeah, driven for... Yeah. That, that, that's a rumour, isn't it? Surely. That is a rumour, yeah. Okay, yeah, your thoughts are. Considering he drove both his F3 seasons for Campos, he is a Spaniard. There is the link <laughs> there. It just makes too much sense. In terms of the other seat, which I went returning driver, obviously, again, I didn't read any rumours, so I sort of bounced around and just had to find spots to slot people in. And when mm. that other seat got filled, uh, the sort of leftover odd man out name I had was Arthur Leclerc. Oh wowee! There it is. Because uh, I think I think he might get forced out at dams. Yep. Um, and so I was like, I still got to be on the grid. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I gave him campus. I don't mind that. I think I think Leclerc's uh, right. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. That's that's got me thinking. That's got me considering things. Interesting. Who is okay? Who's rumored though? Is there is there a second? Pepe Marty. Pepe Marty's a lock, surely. Yep. Pepe Marty, but um, a, a driver who had a similar season to Leclerc, but from a different academy. Well, a different. Oh, you know, Leclerc's no longer. Is Leclerc still a Ferrari boy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He'll be a, he'll be a Ferrari boy for a lot longer, I think. Pepe He's Marty and Isaac Hadjar. I was gonna say, is it gonna be Hadjar? Okay. Yeah. 
We'll that would nice. work because if if I'd put Hadjar at Campos, then I'd absolutely have put Leclerc where I've left Hadjar. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. That could all or like there's a different seat that then that would go to there. Like there's there's three drivers I could say is interlinked. Yeah, that would work. Okay, that that's an interesting one. Yeah, I didn't mind it myself. Yeah, and a lot like, I've seen now three predictions for the for the F two twenty twenty four grid, and all of them have that as their Campos uh, combination there. So since these people know something that we don't. Clearly. Clearly. Cool, because that's the thing. I I went, I think high-tech will want to, because we can jump straight to high-tech next. I went, I think high-tech will want to maintain one of their drivers. Yeah. And then this is perhaps my own bias. Crawford was more consistent in that, but I still just think there's more upside with Hadjar. And so mm. I went, I think I think they'll want to maintain Hadjar. So I've left Hadjar at high-tech. Okay. Uh, and I'm fascinated to see if there's even a rumor of this guy anywhere on the grid, but I've paired him with Johnny Edgar. Johnny Edgar! I just wow. don't see I just don't see Johnny Edgar coming back for a fourth year in F3, and I That's think he's strong enough that he shouldn't just be fucking off to something random. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think have a wall, because there have definitely been guys who haven't been the strongest at F3 level who have come in. And gone good at F2. Mazepin didn't do great in F3. Uh, mm. Yuki Tsunoda hadn't done much in F3. Dragovic hadn't done much in F3. Um, this is so, true. you know. This why not? True. So, yeah, I gone Hadjar and Edgar for my high-tech lineup. For high-tech Grand Prix. Ugh. I struggle with high-tech. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I agree with you that they would want to keep one of their guys. It's just a matter of whether they'll be able to. Well, I think you'd rather drive for high tech than Campos. Yes. So Correct. if they can't keep Crawford, I don't know why Hadjo would it's leave. It's a good point. 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 I mean, neither of them were great. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big Jack Crawford fan, and he showed some glimpses. They, neither of them were great. Oh, neither of them did as much as you would have hoped. Particularly yeah, I, I, in, in mine, Hadjar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so I reckon they, they're going to they're gonna roll the dice. They're going to get a little bit dicey, spicy with it. And they're going to go young. Um, I've got Paul Aaron teaming up with... <laughs> Isaac Hadjar no, no, confirmed no, no, old. No, sorry, no, fuck, no. Paul Aaron, <laughs> not yeah, me. Okay. Mini signed up for Prema. Ignore that. Fuck. I, I love that you've gone. You've said they're gonna go young, as if Isaac Hadjar isn't a teenager or whatever. You know like what? 20. Fuck it. They'll stick with Crawford. Aaron and Crawford. Okay, Aaron and Crawford. Yeah, Aaron and Crawford. Aaron Both drivers I have on the grid, just elsewhere. Yeah. But yeah, no, Aaron I can see Aaron, Carlin, Carlin's a high tech spot. So was the Aaron? I think will be in F two, but not at yeah. um, Prema. So he yeah. has to go to a new team. Quite. Uh, moving up the grid, VAR, and I think VAR send it upstairs Ooh. and roll it back with an all VAR lineup. Ha <laughs> But not an all F2 VAR lineup. Oh, okay. Let me just make sure that I'm absolutely positive that he drove for VAR. Yes, he did. Perfect. Uh, so I think I think Vashore comes back. He's been okay. here for a long time, but like, who else are they going to get that's better than him? And what else? What else is Richard Vashore going to do? He's good. It's he can win shot, races. Yeah. Why yeah. not? So we're rolling back Richard Vashore. Uh, and as okay. I said, I said there was a couple of guys who I put. I don't think their ta- I don't think their talent was enough for me to grade them F two, 
but I think mm. we'll see them at F2 some point in their career. Okay. Kaya Collette's not doing a full season of F3. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't I don't see a reason why a team wouldn't have a crack at it. I'd what rather have Kaya I'd rather have Kaya Collette in my car than Joshua Mason or something. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think Bashir and Kaya Collette. Okay. He's known to VAR. That's where he drove for and finished top 10 in the standings last season in F3. Um, yeah, I don't mind that. You know, who's, there, who's VAR's second driver this year? Bashir and... Oh, Correa, um, who I... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the grid next season, but I've not given him any consideration. Yeah, I love Correa, yeah, but... I think that was just... a last dance for him. He's just not good enough, unfortunately, post-injury. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just one of those harsh realities. A shame, but I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I tend to agree with you. I don't mind that. It's a nice little juicy lineup for VAR. Which, you know, they're a fun team, VAR. I like VAR. Okay. Van Ammer's Fort Racing. Here we go. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, no rumors for this one, hey? There is a rumor. There is a rumor. I'm saving that to last because it's a bit of a bit of a cheeky one. It's a bit of a cheeky one. Um, I have got a Maury Cordeal. Okay. Dropping Going back, back down the grid. Yep. They, they, they got to get that money. VAR, they're yeah. a small team. They got to get that cash money. And they're going to double up on the cash money because a man who apparently has quite a lot of cash money, despite his uh, apparent lack of talent, is Rafael Villal Gomez. Mm. I can see that one. He was also, I believe, a VAR driver this season. Yeah, correct. So that, correct. I, that I can see. Via Gomez absolutely screams of, like, Brad Benavides type. So I can yeah. absolutely see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is the rumor. And that's what I'll go with. Um, there you go. This is, you're gonna you're gonna probably be shocked by this, but I've I've actually not put Cordiel anywhere on the grid. I love him. Ah. I love him to bits, but you know, <laughs> good. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there. I mean, the oh, fact yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, he's I better than Asani fucking Josh Mason and Dirks, and he's better than Asani as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Still not great. <laughs> on to Virtuosi. Six in the standings this year. Would be looking to move higher than that next season yeah. uh, and I've I reckon they'll they'll target that they've targeted a lineup obviously they had last year it was Doohan and why on earth is Marino Sato in this seed and this year it was Doohan and well okay he's got more upside than Sato but why is Amari Cordiel in this seat yes they're getting rid of that their heyday Great came problem. when you know they had Eilat Joe as like the pairing to yeah. top top or they tried Joe Dragovic and Dragovic struggled a bit but still gave a hell of a lot more as a second driver than Sato or uh, Cordiel yeah so I think I think it's a change I think after two seasons at Dams Ayuma Owasa stays in the category but moves on from Dams Ooh, wow and I think Virtuosi try and poach him as sort of the top guy that's not already locked down by Prema and ART. Okay. I like uh, And my secondary one for them is, I think, uh, Carlin is... Well, I would say I've, Carlin are going to have opting to bring in a bit of fresh blood. So there will be one of those drivers who will have to move elsewhere. And I have Fittipaldi heading over to Virtuosi for probably Ooh. one last crack at F2.
Nine at one bit. Okay, that's a good. That's a, that's a fun driver lineup. I, I, yeah, I, I think Fittipaldi will will remain in the category as well. Um. Okay, Virtuosi. I think I'm gonna back the rumor here that they've had one Alpine guy in there for a while. They're gonna want to get another Alpine guy in. Dylan is no longer available, so they'll get Big Bush Kush. Kush Mine is gonna be okay. That, yeah, driver. yeah, that I could definitely see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A bit of a uh, bit of Kush Miney over there in Virtuosi. Yeah, well, before then, doing they had Joe. They love uh, their yeah. Alpine drivers there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a connection. There's a connection. There's something going on there. There's a Virtuosi Alpine connection, one hundred percent. And for the uh, number two driver, who have I not named so far? Oh, he's not actually got this all written down and prepared. Absolute madman. Nah. So disorganized. I'm going, off, I'm going off the cuff, brother. I'm going off the cuff. She's so disappointed to see the lack of effort you put into this podcast. I'm putting effort in now, today, here. I did all the news. <laughs> Fuck you. You dog. New news. I think his partner, I think his partner will be Arthur Leclerc. Alright. Yeah, alright. Not necessarily deserving to have a... I mean, uh, yeah, Virtuosi aren't necessarily better than Dams, though. Pretty similar. Um... I think Dams are going to have a very fresh lineup this season, but yeah, so I'll, I'll go those two. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're up to the top five. MP obviously already have that lineup of Colapinto and Hauger locked in. Yeah. So we move on to Dams, mm. which is where I have found a home for Jack Crawford, oh. who I think is the one who moves on from high tech. Yeah. And Big Bush Kush, who I went, oh, yeah, fuck Ooh. it. He probably will be on the grid, won't he? Yeah, uh, slot him in there real him, quick. Slotted him in there to dams. Crawford and Kush. I, don't, I like that. I like that. I like that lineup. you got some nice lineups here, man. Obviously, you're going to have completely different to that because you've already named Crawford and Kush Marnie elsewhere on the grid. I forgot where I named Crawford. Uh, Crawford, you put in high. You kept in high tech. That's right, I did, didn't I? I've, I've been, hopefully for you, I've been writing down your lineup as you go wherever it, it differs does help. from mine. It does so. help, it does, it helps quite a bit. Trying so to far, typing, the it's very only non-confirmed seat that we both have the same is Pepe Marti at Camp <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, you got to be different, mate. You gotta get a I think, I think, I think some might be coming, though. Gotta get a little bit saucy with it, which is a foreshadow. No, it's not. I'm not I don't know Greg was saucy on <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm Do, it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Ah, uh, dams. Okay. You know what? I'm going for it. I've got Gab- Gabriel Bortoletto. It's going to be a dams driver alongside Enzo Fittipaldi. All right. Yeah, well, they both need home somewhere, so yeah, that's fair enough. I can see that. That they do. Kick in ribbon, baby. I can baby. see that. Well, we've got, so far, we've got incredibly similar lineups but most of that obviously well we're gonna put that but like everybody that you've basically been naming it's i've got uh well as you're putting him elsewhere like i've not got cordial nasani villagomez barnard mason it's the back market teams where you've got mm. all these rumors of you know guys who bring backing whereas i've just gone for ah uh, i kind of like this guy's talent yeah, but a lot yeah, of the yeah. drivers like you know i, have, I still have bought a letter on the grid somewhere yeah. Um, spoiler alert, I have Paul Aaron on the grid somewhere. And yes. you will now find out where, as we move on to Carlin, 
uh, where I have kept Zayn Maloney on because I think they'll yep. want to keep him at all costs. And this is where I have slotted in Paul Aaron, seeing as there is no seat for him at Prema. Damn. Very interesting. Okay. I'll, that's, a, again, a fun driver lineup. The, oh my god, I love that. The Estonian and the motherfucking um, Barbadian teaming yes. up. That's awesome. That's like the most diverse driver lineup you could possibly have. Yeah. Carlin, they Carlin have a history of having some fun driver lineups. So that's very good. Okay. I agree. I think Zane Maloney will stay. I think he will uh, run it back there at Carlin. And, ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. More out of personal bias than anything else, I also really want Awasa to have another season, and I think I'll pop him in here now for Carlin. Awasa and Maloney, they'll run it back with another Red Bull 1-2 combination there. They will uh, be Premier's only competition for the title. Fair enough. Oh, well, what? What do you mean only competition? It's a, it's well, a good lineup. <laughs> Vic, Vic, so is Victor Martins a joke to you? Yes. Oh, fair enough. He is French. Yes, correct. Uh, speaking, <laughs> exactly. of, speaking of Prema, we already know Antonelli's there, so let's leave it that. Actually, for both these last two, there's two seats left on the grid. There is two names we've not said. Are you going to just be like, ah, they're switching teams? Or have we got paired, have we both got paired with Antonelli at Prema and ART, at, uh, at ART, Bearman and Martins, respectively? Yes. 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 Which is what I thought. I see no reason for Prema to move on from Behrman. I think he is the best talent on the grid. Maybe now surpassed by his teammate. And I see no reason... I see no reason for ART to move on from Martins. If he fucking knew how to convert, he possibly would have won the championship. Yeah, So, exactly. yeah, just for a quick recap. So it looks like in terms of actual differences obviously so i had no yeah just the back markers i had stanick still on the grid uh whereas you had mason there uh i have nasani i have Novak still on the grid you have nasani i have colette debuting you have via gomez i have Vashore still on the grid you have cordial uh i have johnny edgar debuting you have taylor barnard which sounds a lot more locked in than mine uh which means it could come down to like edgar colette or something there uh, yeah. it's, Villa, it's just going to be another pay one in Villa Gomez and then obviously yeah so that's the five otherwise different spots but we both have Bordelato and Aaron coming in and we both have Hadjar, Fittipaldi, Crawford, Leclerc, Miney and Owasa staying on plus obviously uh, Martins and Bannon yeah we um, both got so... Pepe Marty driving for Campos yes Okay. Uh, so there we go. So tune in to see how we'll be both wrong, but probably Jashan less so. <laughs> nah, I reckon. I reckon we'll both uh, uh, we'll both be accurate somehow. We'll both be right. That's, that's uh, your your back marker ones are probably going to be pretty correct because you seem like you were basing those heavily off rumors, and then either there wasn't rumors for the upper teams, or you just stopped reading them. But uh, I think your back your back marker lineups. With, with the bigger drivers, it's just I don't know. They they keep it under wraps a bit better. But yeah, but the the I I'd expect to see the Mason Nasani Barnard via Gomez seats announced. Um, not always close, but increasingly, and I think what a society for all these things where there is um, smoke there is fire. A lot of the time, these these correct. rumors do come from somewhere. 
But sometimes smoke alarms go off for no apparent reason. So. Oh, this is also true. This is also true. Yes. Oh. But regardless, I, I believe that wraps up our little Predict the Grid episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I certainly have. Matthew, have you had a nice morning? Uh, yeah, it's been adequate. Adequate? That's exactly what we were... That, that, all right, that's what we're here for. Fuck yeah. It's an adequate podcast with adequate people on it. <laughs> this has been F2 for you. Thank you for listening. Hunter Yaney deserves a slander for being from Virginia. Uh, uh, West Virginia! <laughs> Why is so much pain? Are you watching a Giancarlo Fissy Keller highlights package there, mate? What's with your beef with Giancarlo Fizzy Keller? He was really good. <laughs> nah. One of the greatest cucks of all time. Mate, what are you talking about? You know about? how I feel about cucks.